Welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast, where we help young Michigan families manage their finances and create wealth. I'm your host, Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. All right, welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be doing something a little bit different than the previous episodes. Typically, my guests are some kind of financial service professionals, whether that's CPAs, attorneys, insurance agents, or real estate agents. But in this episode, we're going to be bringing on one of the small businesses that we're going to be doing the highlight on. And the reason we're doing that is because in this podcast, we're talking about two main things, managing finances and building wealth. And one of the greatest tools to building wealth is your income. And then one of the greatest things that you can invest in is a business. And so we're going to be highlighting those main things. So to help us do that, I brought on Nate Hicks. He is one of the co-founders of Painted Arrow Outdoors. And so with that, thanks, Nate. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. It's been a while since we've talked. Yeah, I know. For a little background, Nate and I went to high school together, played some sports together, went on spring break together. We had a really good friendship back in the day. And then just life happened. It was college. We went kind of separate ways, kind of did different things. And then more recently when I was starting my podcast, I knew Nate had one for quite a while. So I reached out to him for some, some pointers and advice and stuff like that. So when I was looking at doing a, a series like this of having some businesses on, Nate was definitely one of them that I wanted to have on, especially more recently, because you guys have really taken off, which is really awesome. Yeah, I'm honored, man. It's been a it's been a wild ride, and I'm excited to see that you're you're doing so well with all this. I love podcasting, so I think this is an awesome way to connect with with people. So for sure, it's very personal. Yeah. So if you can, for the people who don't know you, could you just give them a little bit of a background on you? For sure. That's There's a long story in there, but if I had to just quickly sum it up, Nate Hicks from Michigan, we have a archery company. We make mobile hunting products for you know bow hunters and all types of hunters, but we, we have a couple of products that are really, really well known, I would say. And then we're just growing. So we're a couple of years old. I've been podcasting, I think for six years now. So that's kind of how it started way back. I just kind of had a passion for the outdoors, the hunting industry and wanted to, you know, make a living, you know, the way that I wanted to make a living. So didn't really know what I was going to do. So started honing in my craft with podcasting, interviewing people and just, you know, kind of came a long way from them. But yeah, we, at our, our heart and soul, what we do is we create archery products for mobile hunters and all kind of revolved around filming your hunt. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I, I've purchased one and it's been really cool. I've been trying to get everybody who does bow hunt around me to, to at least take a look at it. And I was just showing it somebody at a campfire not too long ago and they were like, yeah, I'm getting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's cool. It's one of those products, like everybody has a cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the main way that it's made to work with your cell phone. So it's, it's something that everybody resonates with. Yeah. Especially the younger generation, I think too. And how many times do you get to a family gathering or something? They're showing you the the deer and the buck and exactly. everything. Like they're like just taking pictures of their trail cam from the woods. Yep. But it's like, what if you could just bring your phone out there and just take them right from the the hunt? Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. So kind of take me back to the very very beginning. Like, how did you? I know you said you like podcasting. Like, how did that just envision start? So, like I said, I remember going to college and I was like, man, if I was actually majoring. I was going to major in business and minor in entrepreneurship. And I remember like thinking like, man, if I'm not like 
outside. Like I'm very much like connected with nature. I love fishing. I love hunting. I love just hiking anything outside. So I was like, man, I don't know if I'm, what I'm doing is like the right route. So I ended up getting an internship with the Montana Fish and Wildlife, which was really cool because I got college credit for it. And I was just like, you know, enthralled with being in nature. And so I wanted to make sure that I set myself up for that. And so podcasting was just that way, like I said, you know, in the beginning to, to kind of scratch the itch. I have a really good friend, Connor and I met, I actually transferred high schools. So the high school that I originally went to and the, the same district that I kind of grew up going to a gentleman named Devin Cole, he's, he's my partner with painted arrow. He and I were like best friends, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and our, our our friendship has definitely grown since then, but like, you know, we were high school boys, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he and I like always hunted together. That was like kind of our thing. We bow hunted together. And he was the actual gentleman who had the idea for the product that kind of set us off, which we call the Mag Pro. And it's just what we were talking about. It's a cell phone mm-hmm. uh, mount that goes on your bow and it's magnetic. So it slaps your phone on there so you can film your shot. So that's like our main product. I would say everybody knows us by, but he and I like, you know, we partnered on early before we even had a, a concept of what we were going to do for a business. Okay. But he, he had the idea for this product and we, we came together and we launched it and it's kind of a cool I mean, it's kind of a cool, like a uh, American dream type story. Honestly, yeah. we, we, we made a couple of test models for he and I, and at the time we had no idea that we were actually going to sell these. It was just more for like us. Right. So we made these mounts and we put them on our bows and so many people in the next like year and a half were like, man, that is so cool. What is that thing? Like, what, what is that thing? I want to get one. Where do I get it? And uh, yeah, like eventually we're like, man, we got to scrap what we're working on right now for painted arrow, which was, I think we're trying to make food plot seeds to like blend seeds and sell it, package it and kind of like help people make a food plot. Right. Mm -hmm. My buddy had a tractor. We were going to like try and make a business out of it. And this is when we were younger, but you know, obviously just trying to do something in the outdoor space again. Um, I remember Devin and I put some cash together and we, (laughs) we put some cash together and we went to the show and I think we made like 150 pieces and it was a three day show. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we took our first batch to the show. And I remember like, man, if we, if we sold like 20, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. And we sold out in the first day. Okay. So it was like one of those things like, holy crap, like this is, this could be something, you know, right. this is kind of way before we even like, we had nothing. We didn't have a booth set up. We didn't have a, um, you know, we didn't have trademarks. We didn't right. have like anything. We, we weren't set up as like a brand at that point. We were just kind of like trying to tread water, I guess. So that's awesome. That's kind of the story of how we really yeah. started. I think like, just like any great business, you guys pivoted to what kind of worked, yeah. you know, obviously it started working with, you know, starting your own food plot and all that kind of seeds. But once you kind of came up with the Mag Pro idea and that kind of really took off, it's like, all right, let's go hundred percent on this. Yeah. It's, I honestly, like I'm, I'm really blown away. Like had no intent. I, you might get to this in the podcast interview questions, but like I just quit my job. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm doing this full time. I'd never would have expected any of that at all. Like yeah, I'd, I'd worked for a, you know, a large corporate company for six years, kind of doing this on the side for a long time. And it's just, it's scaled at a, at a clip and a pace that I just, it blows me away every day. I'm like super thankful when I wake up, like, this is so awesome. I get to do what I, what I love. So that is awesome. It's the American dream. It is. It really is. Yeah. So kind of when, from a business standpoint, when did you start to 
feel like you were really running into some hurdles? Was it really coming to production with the Mac Pro? I mean, obviously you guys created it and kind of, I'm sure it kind of came around with like selfie stick and like some magnets or something like that. But Mm -hmm. then how did you know where to go to get it manufactured, kind of get that shipped to you, all that kind of stuff? How did you start with that? Yeah. So in terms of hurdles, there's a lot when you're a small business owner, especially with like the prices of things today, right? Like we're in a time in history where like inflation is like an all time high. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) yeah. so like that right there is a huge hurdle, just cost of things. But yeah, I mean, for a long time, I was assembling like every product that we came out with. I'm going to say that again for like a long time, like Devin and I were handling every single product. Like that was just boots to the ground, like creating products. So I think definitely some of the biggest like growing hurdles have been, you know, I guess kind of just to step back, you, you asked where we're getting product from. So Devin, he's an engineer and his, his full daytime job, which he still does is he's in manufacturing. Okay. So he designs and like personally oversees all the product being cut. So we're not sourcing these okay. from overseas. These are made. Yeah. I would so, say lucky, but you're fortunate that you, you oh, were yeah. already in that space already. So he, he, he's a lot of our design prototype development. I'm more like the business operations, but we, we share a lot of, you know, different right. hats, but yeah, that's, that's where we're getting the product from. So in terms of scaling, we've been blessed that we can, we can kind of hedge on things that we know if we're going to have a big order or something, we can, we can prepare so that necessarily hasn't been a big hurdle, but honestly, the biggest hurdle we've had is cash flow. Okay. You know what I mean? You, you got to have money to buy product to sell it. But if you if you haven't sold product and have the money to buy the product to sell it, you're kind of like, <laughs> yeah. you can only make as much as you can afford. So right. like managing cash flow has been a huge part. Like any business can make a lot of revenue, right? Mm-hmm. You can be heavy on making revenue, but if you can't manage the cash flow effectively, you're just like anybody else. If you just spend a bunch of money and things you don't need, yeah, you're kind of screwed, you know, like, for so sure. that's been a huge hurdle for us is like, I think that's why also why we've been so successful and effective is that we're managing cash flow, like with a mic, you know, like we're just looking at it every day. Yeah. Looking into it deep. Like it's, it's not willy nilly on, you know, where we're spending our cash. So, yeah, I think that's where a lot of small businesses run into to the ground honestly Mm -hmm. as they get off the ground they maybe even have a great product they have a great idea maybe even great sales team but they just don't have the full team or they don't have the insight to to run into those financial hurdles that are going to come your way especially in the beginning when cash flow is tight and we you know in all transparency we did make some like big mistakes Mm -hmm. (laughs) you will i mean right anybody will tell you you're going to make mistakes but you got to learn from them and that's again you have to learn from like financially. I, I we invested heavily into a product that we really just thought was going to be the you know, and it, it just didn't do much. Yeah. And so we we kind of sat on this inventory for a while. Since then, we've kind of figured out a ways you know to to get rid of some of that product. But once you invest in this product, you have like inventory of that's that represents thousands of dollars. And if you don't sell those thousands of dollars and make profit on it, <laughs> you, you yep. just spend money and you're not getting anything. So right. There's, there's some definite mistakes that we've made, but we've learned from them. Yeah. Kind of early on in, in the company, you guys, if I remember right, you had a different logo, kind of a mm-hmm. different brand type look, kind of we're going into a different direction. When did that just change? 
was it the mag pro that really made you guys go okay we're going all in on bow hunting mm-hmm. or you know what what was that process like so when Devin and i partnered i give him a lot of credit he's a he's kind of like where he is his strengths are my weaknesses and my strengths are his weaknesses so we we have a really great partnership like i was just telling you before this i'm not a tech guy i'm just not a tech guy <laughs> like if you know if i'm the tech guy we're in trouble okay you know what i mean so when we partnered one of the things that we had talked about, like, even though I was making hardly any money with podcasting for a couple of years, like you have opportunities to, you know, you got to be somebody and really popular to make your entire living off a podcast. Like there's mm-hmm. just not money yeah. in a podcast. Yep. <laughs> there's yeah. just not. So all that to say, like, I wasn't making money, but when we partnered, like we had very serious conversations, like we were treating it like we were a million dollar company or multi-million dollar company. Like, here's how we're going to structure this you know, we wanted to be friends first and foremost. And so like anything after that, like is whatever, right. we just wanted to make sure our friendship was tight. So we had very deep conversations about when we partnered, which I think is very important. But like when he, par- when, when we came together, he was like, we need to rebrand. And I'm like, I completely agree because I'm the one who made the logo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not the guy, like I had this vision and I had, I was really good at um, telling the story, you know, I'm, I kind of, we talk about that a lot. Like storytelling Mm -hmm. is what we do. Like we have to tell our story. That's marketing. Yeah. But Devin, when he partnered with me, we really rebranded in a big way. And that that came with revamping the podcast. We kind of revamped our logo. We revamped the website. We just did a deep dive and it was the help that I needed because I didn't have the expertise in that area and I didn't have the energy for it too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, at that, at that stage in time and the growth of the company, I was like, new to the company that I'd worked at for the past six years. So like, there's a lot of challenges that come with any job in the first couple of years of that you're, you're still trying to figure out your role. So I was spread thin already. And yeah, I would say I, I give a lot right. of credit to Dev who just kind of, we sat down, we were forced to look at things. He didn't want to be a part of a brand that was kind of perceived as this like thing, right? which is not, you know, I'm not saying it was a, a bad thing that we had, but we just didn't have very much expertise in the areas that I lacked. Yeah. And I think kind of going back to not only cash flow, but then the start of the business, I think you guys did it right with still being employed and being able to focus as much energy as possible outside of, you know, your nine to five to go towards this. Cause I think so many people just go all in at the beginning and, as you guys ran into, there's there's going to be some issues in cash flow and some financial hardships that are going to come at the beginning of running a business. Yeah. And you guys were able to reinvest everything you guys have been basically making to make it work. Yeah. Where if you guys weren't, it didn't do that and you guys were solely living off of it, I, is it fair to say that you guys probably wouldn't have made it? Yeah. It's so... Or been pretty close. It would have been... Coming yeah, down the wire. We, I want to talk about that because this is, this is something that Devin and I talk about on a daily basis. Like up until, like two weeks ago, two weeks ago, like right <laughs> now today, two weeks ago, we haven't taken a dime from the company, and that those the, the payment was like I I just told you I quit my job mm-hmm. on July seventh was my last day, and so I needed an income, and we obviously didn't you know it was all calculated. I didn't quit my job and not you know right wasn't going to be able to afford my, my mortgage and those things, but like, yeah, I mean that there's two, there's two real ways to build a business in my opinion, in terms of financing it is like either bootstrap it 
you figure out a way to bootstrap it and you just build it from the ground up every brick every piece of mortar like you lay it you lay every brick and it is the way it is because you sacrificed and there's mm -hmm. a lot of hardship and stress that comes with that i'm right. here to tell you <laughs> <laughs> the other way is you take a loan right you get a massive loan and you start a company but there's also a lot of stress that comes with that right you know what I mean? So it's not easy. I mean, I don't care who, I mean, we, we were blessed to walk into like a good opportunity. I think we hit it at the right time with a product that just resonated and hit with people, but mm -hmm. there's still a lot of like stress that comes with like all of that. And kind of to your point, you know, when you're able to have a job that's somewhat flexible, there's a lot of everything with COVID kind of made things flexible, right? right. You can mm -hmm. work from home, you can work on your own time, make your own schedule, you get Fridays half off for the, yeah. the summer hours or whatever. That was the kind of job that I had. I had a, um, I had a very flexible job. I would say where I was making my own schedule. I would work from home, and just the combination between that from me doing some of the busier work, Devin was able to really help with the manufacturing piece and the design. We, we weren't having to pay for that. That's awesome. And I think a lot of it too is, I mean, I'm I'm serious when I say this. Like for the last two and a half years, we would get up at four a.m have meetings for the first two hours of the day. We, we had meetings, deep meetings. Like we were being productive before mm -hmm. most people are even thinking about setting their alarm to get up. Yeah. And we did that for over two years. And I, we call it the GSD, the get done meeting. Like the every morning, no matter what, we're getting up at four o'clock and we're going to have a meeting and we're going to, we're going to make progress. We're going to move the ball down the field. You know what I mean? That's awesome. And we would go to bed late. I mean, I couldn't mm. tell you how many times and we're not getting paid. Yeah. We're just doing this because you think it's, you know, there, there might be some potential in this. Like that's real. Like that is so real. I couldn't even tell you how real that is. Like stress, I like, mm. a, a lot of stress and a lot of like just sleepless time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like any other small business you, you, from the outside looking in, you just see all the good, yeah. everything that's going positive. You don't see the whole, the, all the back end work for you. So yeah, that's awesome. Glad yeah. you kind of shed some light on that because entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship can be really rewarding yeah. and not only from a self-fulfillment standpoint, but also financially, but it does come with some hard work and it's often front loaded yeah. at the very beginning. You got to put in a lot of work, a lot of hours, and often you'd have been better off working at McDonald's financially yeah. than because you're 100%. reinvesting. It's, so. it's a, it's a lonely road. Like I think it's pretty addicting. I have a personality type that I, I love the grind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But like, it's not for everybody. And I, exactly. I don't think everybody's an entrepreneur. They, no. they, they're just not meant, meant to be that. There's a certain amount of risk that comes with it all too. It's, yep. you have to be okay with that. And it's, dude, I'm telling you, there's, it's every day is different. Like you always think like, Hey, we're not a big company. Like I mm -hmm. hope I'm not making it sound like we're a big company. We're, we're a very new company, but like, I'm just trying to make sure that I can pay for my bills right now. Yeah. Like that's, that's where my yeah. mind is. Like if I can just focus on my job and like, I know I get paid, that's a, that's a great feeling. I don't have to worry about yeah. the stress being paid right now. We're not at that point. Like I'm trying to provide, you know? Yeah. I think you guys are kind of on your way up. I mean, just to be even having your product in a roundabout way set on the Joe Rogan podcast is, is huge. That's, <laughs> that was, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but then, it's just going to continue to grow. People, the word of mouth is going to spread, and I think you guys are onto some big things. So that kind of brings me to the next point. What's kind of new f 
for the painted era? What's kind of the the next step for you guys? So we have put on a really a pretty good list of dis- distribution. So dealers, you know, we have, we do a lot direct on our website. We have a lot of dealers that we're putting on. Shields is a a company that we have always wanted to partner with because they're employee owned and they don't have like that corporate feel to them. We've we've been into their stores now for a handful of months, six six months maybe. Maybe that's too okay. long. All that to being said, like we're continuing to put on our dealer list. We are continuing to innovate. That's kind of like our our mission statement, I guess, is we want to innovate for the mobile hunting community to allow them to relive their hunts. Right. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of our mission statement in a in a nutshell is we want to just continue to innovate in the in the hunting space. And that's what we really love. We're hunters and bow hunters first and foremost. And it's it's it doesn't look like I'm gonna be getting much hunting time this fall mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's our busy season, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. so it's crazy that when we started, you know, Devin and I were like, when we started gaining momentum, we're like, you know, we may, we got to make sure that we're, we're hunting in the fall. Cause that's really like, that's yeah. why we're doing this. Right. We're very clear. Like this, this is why we're doing this because we, we love this. And we, we have, we know that the outdoors can transform people's lives and like just being in nature is a big deal, mm-hmm. you know, and we're busy, man. It's crazy. Like yeah. we're so busy as you scale, like you, you run into all these issues of like, you know, just everything. All the all the issues of scaling is just kind of what we're experiencing right now. So I can't remember what the first question was you asked. I mean, basically, are you guys going to be coming out with your product? Like kind of what's your next step? Is it going to be kind of going into maybe some different areas of archery or is it just kind of doubling down on, on the magnets and just coming out with new products that kind of go along with that? So we yeah, we we've always wanted to be perceived as like a company, not like a fad product, like a brand, right? We're yeah. tr- we've been trying to build a brand really heavy on brand, excuse me, branding. So, you know, in terms of products, yeah, we got a lot of products that we're going to be coming out with. They all kind of have the magnet involved. We're kind of, we're going to exhaust that, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of like just finding unique ways that people are actually resonating with, yeah. with magnets. Like that's yeah. kind of our whole thing. We have like this specific magnet profile that everybody's like recognizing and we're just going to, we're going to run with that. We have, I think three or four products that we've already kind of started. Like we're far into the prototyping stages. We have something, we like it. We're going to test it this fall and see, you know, kind of if we can break it, what, what, what can we improve upon? We'll give it to right. some guys close in our circle that we want, you know, want them to test it and tell us what they think as well. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to say what'll happen in terms of like, yeah anything else that we're we're just really focused on continuing to innovate so in the next couple of years you're going to see a lot of, of okay. that and then on top of that just trying to get into more distribution channels of like companies and then have you guys hit a lot of the more local archery shops to like show them the product and hopefully that they buy a couple and then they start selling it in their shop or have you guys run into that yeah we have like it seems like in the summer so for like a bow shop you think about it like they're really busy in the fall when everybody's like last yeah. second getting out their bow yeah my right? strings need to be redone yeah. <laughs> and so they don't like to see reps coming in and like okay. trying to sell them product so in the summer is typically when we put on the most like new dealers because it's slow you know the you know housekeeping things are being done at the shop so mm-hmm. usually in, in the summer in the last couple of years i'll like in michigan it was really quick like we had you know almost all the bigger shops put on so like almost okay. anybody in michigan that sells archery equipment, like we're in their stores, a lot of the other states, right? There's a lot of other states. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of social media people have just seen us and reached out and said, Hey, we'd like to carry your product. And so we, I think we have over 50 dealers now. That's awesome. So across the country, we're in Canada, we're in Australia, people just seeing us on like TikTok and random places. Hey, we saw you on TikTok. We'd like to carry your product. We're like, sweet, man. Like <laughs> That's really cool. So it's, it's incredible how powerful social media has been for us. Like I'm not a big social media guy. You go to my mm-hmm. personal stuff and I don't think I posted in a year or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, it's a tool. Yeah. It is an absolute tool for what we've been doing anyway. We found yeah. unique ways to market on, on all these different platforms and some of them hit and some of them don't. But the ones that have hit, man, they've hit. That's awesome. I think that's kind of how Joe Rogan, you mentioned Joe Rogan. He he definitely mentioned our product. He forgot the name of it, but we had actually been chatting with him. I couldn't believe it was actually him. Because you, you think of somebody right. his size that, um, you know, has somebody managing his profile or whatever. But he, yeah, he had sent us his address a while back and we sent him some products. He's, he's very much into bow hunting in the last handful of years. You know, he's been a really good advocate, I guess, yeah. for the hunting community. And so we were like, man, this is far far shot but like let's let's try it let's send him some he's got a cell phone you know he went he did this hunt with cam haynes who is like a really well-known bow hunter from oregon and he he went on a they did this youtube video and they did a lot of filming on their cell phone we're like man these guys would love this everybody takes their cell phone that's cool so we we contacted him he sent us his address and we sent him some product and it was crazy like he he had remembered us you know what i mean he's like oh yeah there's this company that can't remember the name of them. I wish you would have said our name. Yeah, it'd been really cool. That'd have been awesome. <laughs> but we're 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 a patent yeah. pending product, so we're like we're like one of the only comp- we are the only company that's doing what we're doing, which is which that's is awesome. a blessing. Yeah, I think Joe Rogan's got a archery like stable in his in his studio, like where he shoots his oh, really? podcast. Yeah, he's got like a workout area, and then I think he's got an archery spot. That's so awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. Goals, right? Goals. <laughs> but I could talk to you all day. But, you know, usually I got to keep it to a time limit. So I'll kind of run to my last question that I hit everybody with at the end of the podcast. And that's what is one piece of advice you'd give another young family? It can be literally anything. It doesn't have to be business related. It can it can literally be anything. You know, for me, man, like purpose has been like really laid on my heart for like my lifetime. It seems like like I've struggled to find purpose. And I, I was working for this, this old, you know, I told you I was working for a corporate company for six years. I really, I mean, it was a good, it was a good career job. Mm-hmm. I was making good money, company truck, everything, benefits, everything you could think of. It was a great job. And I just had no purpose. I, I didn't feel like every day when I woke up, like I had purpose mm-hmm. and that that's like been my prayer too, like in the last decade, like There'd be times where I was really low and I'd get on my hands and knees and I'd be like, God, it's almost like for a movie, you know, like, right. you, where do you turn? Like, I, I'm so low on like, what am I doing in life? Like, what am I, I'm just sitting here turning my wheels, you know, all this being said, like my, my prayer would be like, God, like use me for whatever it is that you made me to do. I know this ain't it. Mm-hmm. I know you got me here for a reason. So yep. I'm trying to learn what I'm, you know, whatever I may be doing right now in life, like I'm trying to learn whatever it is that, you know, I'm supposed to be learning because I do believe that God's got you where he wants you for a reason. However, I just knew that I was just purposeless, just hated it. Absolutely just didn't like it. And I guess that's my piece of advice is like, find out what it is that you're made to do. Like you are absolutely innately made to do something specific. Yeah. 
you, you have a purpose in life. And when you find that, man, it is so cool. I mean, it is like you wake up with a vengeance. Like today I'm going to do, oh man, like it's going to happen <laughs> today. You know, like you almost like get excited about it. And like for me, that has been like, I've been really open about that. Like that, that was always been my prayer was like, just find out like no excuses, like right. find out what it is that you're supposed to do. You know what it is. Everybody kind of knows like, man, like I've always wanted to kind of try this or that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Like that thing, that thing that you think about every once in a while and Maybe sometimes it keeps you up at night, like that thing. Yeah, that is the thing that you're made to do, and that's my that that's that's my recommendation. It's like for me, it has been life changing, absolutely yeah. life changing. That's awesome. Kind of from here, if anybody wanted to reach out, see your products, look you guys up on social media, where can they find you? Yeah, so Painted Arrow Outdoors is like our company. So if you Google Painted Arrow Outdoors, we're like the only company that'll come up on social media, on all the social media platforms. It's just painted arrow outdoors. So yeah, we got, yeah. we got a lot of cool products for archery hunters, all kind of revolving around magnets in your cell phone. So you can film what you're doing. We're about to release a really cool new product that I think everybody would love. Okay. And that's going to be what's today. I mean, I know you're not going to launch this for a while. It'll be out when this is out for okay. sure. Cool. So painted arrow outdoors.com. Yeah. Check well, it out. I'll, put all the stuff in the show notes so if anybody wants to check them out just look there but thanks nate i appreciate you coming on i really appreciate it man thank you for listening to the wealthy homes podcast be sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available the information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Connor Bowsman or Preferred Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of Connor Bowsman or other qualified financial advisors with any questions you may have regarding this episode. Connor Bowserman is a licensed financial advisor and any of the investment advisory services offered are through Harbor Investments, member SPIC. Products and services provided are not NCOA insured, have no credit union guarantee, and may lose value. Consumers Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union and Harbor Investments are separate and independent companies, and credit unions are not providing security services.